Hello and welcome to Watkins Wise Words, a podcast that celebrates conscious, passionate, wise and happy living. Thank you for tuning in and here is your host. Hi there, my name is Kelly Thompson and I'm one of the development editors at Watkins Publishing. Um, and um, my role within the company is looking for uh, new interesting topics to publish books about and engaging authors to write those books. And a couple of years ago now, actually, um, we started to develop a concept that we wanted to um, create a new series of books, which are now called the What Is series. Um, And the idea behind these books is that they were accessible but inspiring introductory guides to a whole range of what would have at one point be considered um, sort of mind-body-spirit topics, um, maybe more more apt now to say self-development topics. and the idea behind that was to kind of have a fresh approach and make those accessible to as many people as possible. Um, recently, we've all heard so many times everywhere that the, the terms mindfulness in particular, and it was to try to raise awareness and broaden people's knowledge of other approaches, other holistic approaches that could give the same benefits in terms of enhanced happiness in life and so on and so forth. And in developing these little books, um, the idea was like to debunk myths around these things, demystify them, make them more more um, something that people felt they could really get on board with. Um, and I'm very happy to say that several years on, we now have a few of these titles. What is near-death experience? Um, what is sound healing? Um, and the next on the list is the topic we'll be discussing today, which is what is hypnosis. As soon as I started developing this series, um, I knew I would love to do, I would love to have hypnosis as one of the titles. And um, the lovely author Tom Fordis Mayer, um, who we had worked together before on his first book called The Free Mind Experience, um, and I knew he'd be the perfect, to write, perfect person to write this book. So I approached him, and, um, and thankfully he said yes, and he did a great job of writing it. And he's with me on Skype today to talk a little bit about that book. Um, so hi, Tom. Hi, hi, Kelly. <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, yeah, you too. Um, just to start things off, just very quickly, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into hypnosis? You've been practicing for over 15 years now, is it? Yeah, over 16 years now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what it means to you? Yeah, well, I I was um, I had a massive epiphany um, just after the millennium, 16 years ago, and um, since that moment, I was obsessed with both happiness because it was a moment of unbridled happiness, and also epiphany, like what what can happen in a person's life so that one minute they believe one thing and the next minute they they feel differently about themselves or. They feel differently about life, and it, so it was my obsession with rapid transformation that led me to the world of hypnosis. And in the 16 years I've been studying what makes people change, hypnosis is by far and away the quickest tool for creating change in a person's life. So, since discovering that, I've just been so passionate about the subject. I really believe in it. The classic expression is elevator pitch. If you met someone in the lift, as we would call it, or in the elevator, how would you describe hypnosis to them as an easy access for them? I guess hypnosis, my simplest description of hypnosis is that it is the art and science of having a good day. I love that. It's um, it's, it's an incredible tool for understanding your, your state of mind 
is the key to everything. And it is the techniques and understanding of how you can change that rapidly. When you're having a good day, you know that you're involved in it, right? Absolutely. And when you're having a bad day, you know it's you that's doing it, and we just can't get out of that. Well, hypnosis is a, is a, is a body of tools that enable you to understand your mind and use your mind to improve what you do. Lovely explanation. And one of the things I know we, we talked about a lot um, in the development of the book, and, and I mentioned in the introduction, is the, the whole idea of, as part of this series, debunking myths that exist around these topics. And, and I think with hypnosis in particular, out of the titles, that's, that's relevant because people have these preconceptions of what it, it might be. And yeah. could you talk a little bit about that and just tell me, you know, what do you think the, the key myths to uh, debunk are? Yeah, I mean, basically, from what people have seen on TV, it looks like when you're hypnotized, you're asleep. Yes. It looks like when you're hypnotized, you don't have any control. It looks like other the hypnotist has total control over you. Um, other people think it's a kind of a manipulative tool that people use in sales or to get people into bed, or it's just, it's got a really sleazy reputation, and it's purported by a lot of these stage hypnotists that, that caught that kind of um, uh, kind of that they they enjoy that glamour of that power, but it's just not like that as a tool. Yes, it's really not like that. I get that. I completely get that. Having experienced it myself, I I, I I can certainly vouch for it. And I mean, one of the other things that strikes me is that um, that people often also think of it only as a tool to go to if you have a specific problem that you want to overcome. If you know, one of the common things that people might say is to get thinner or to stop smoking and things like that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's useful for that. But for me, it's so many other applications in terms of it can hugely accelerate your self, uh, underst uh, your understanding of who you are. It can make you much more emotionally intelligent, um, a lot more emotionally resilient. Uh, it can deepen your spiritual practices. It can improve your relationships, um, your self-awareness. I mean, it, it really is a rich tool for personal and professional development. Also, just with regards to performance, you know, so many people aren't aware of the fact that if you use hypnosis before you perform, both in sports or presenting, uh, or if you're any artistic endeavors, um, it can create these extraordinary flow states where you're way more artistic, uh, way more eloquent, way more able, and um, it's hugely underutilized. Yes. And I guess what, one of the other areas that um, it's becoming increasingly recognized for is, is pain management with certain things as well, is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's some extraordinary things there. People having open heart surgery without the use of anesthetics, you know, mm. and they're just using hypnosis, you know. Amazing. Um, and just thinking about when we were putting the book together and, 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 and wanting to get all those messages across, can you remember, it's a while ago now that we first talked about it, but can you remember what most appealed to you about presenting hypnosis in this, in this way, this kind of um, snapshot of it rather than a big detailed volume? It was exciting because I wanted to, like with my training, really get down to the nub of, well, what really is it? Um, I believe I'm able to explain to people in really logical, easy to understand ways how it works. It isn't magical. It, the, the effects can be truly astounding, but it's based on very simple psychological logic. 
and I'm excited about about sharing that. But it 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 can be complex, but it doesn't need to be. So I was really I really liked the challenge of the commission because I wanted to to really make sure all the important things were in, and at the same time it wasn't a kind of technical read. You know, it was an interesting read around uh, the simple rules of the human mind. You know, absolutely. Um, I, I, I definitely think you, you've achieved that in what you wrote and, and I mean some of, the, some of the ways in which that is done in the book is things like there's, um, there's little triad features so that people can start to actually taste it for themselves, right? Um, yeah. And you've also included some scripts, some hypnosis scripts for people to try, um, some for themselves, some on their loved ones. Um, yeah. How was it incorporating that how-to element? Oh, it's brilliant. I, I love the idea that people are going to be hypnotizing their husbands to bring them more cups of tea. I just think that's <laughs> Across the nation, I just think that's genius. You know? I, I think another important issue that is addressed in, in, in the book, um, the, the book has six million chapters, and, and, and the first one is what lies at the core of hypnosis. Um, so that explores it from various angles. But one of the things that you cover is the difference for clarity's sake between hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Um, so could you just say a little bit about it to give uh, listeners a bit of an idea? Yeah, sure. So hypnosis is, is, is the state of being in a suggestible, relaxed, um, um, open mind state, which can be used for lots of things. It can be used for relaxation, it can be used for leisure, it can be used for entertainment, it can, you know, it, there's lots about that. The world of hypnosis is the wide-reaching, but um, like the full gambit of possibility. But hypnotherapy is very specifically when you're using the state of hypnosis to help someone overcome difficulties, achieve goals, and enjoy greater levels of health and happiness and harmony. It's that's nice. Um, and um, just to give a little bit of an idea to anyone who hasn't experienced hypnosis for themselves. If I booked a hypnotherapy session, what might happen? The yeah. first half of the session is going to be about really getting clear on, on what, why you're feeling how you're feeling and what's happening in your life and what you want to be different. You want to be really careful as a therapist of any kind not to be pushing symptoms around. And actually, you know, you can work on the surface level tweaking symptoms for years, but you really want to get down to the kind of core limiting beliefs. If your hypnotist knows what they're doing, they want to get down to what's really driving the challenge. And so you spend some time making sure that you're working in the right way because hypnotizing people is easy. You know, the scripts in the book, anyone without any training could use those scripts and they will have their husband hypnotized. But it's knowing what to do when a person's hypnotized that really creates the transformation. So a good hypnotist will spend a good amount of time really understanding what you want. And then the second half is that it will be about taking you into the hypnotic relaxation, which really is a very relaxed state of being present, mind open, heart open to yourself. And, um, and so your body might feel very tired. You might feel, uh, if you're relaxing on a couch, you might feel as though your body is very heavy. Some people report that they start to feel as though the body feels very light and floaty. But most people feel totally present. They could open their eyes at any time. They've not gone to some faraway magical kingdom. You know, it's, it's about increasing awareness and becoming more present, really. It's really about becoming objective about the workings of your mind. And, and, and in doing that, in, in that relaxed state, are, are you also, you, you're entering the subconscious state, is that correct? Yeah, well, what that state does is enables you to kind of build a bridge using various techniques 
to so that you can become way more conscious of that which was previously unconscious. And that really, that really is what therapy is. Yes. You know, whatever form of therapy, it's really about becoming more conscious of the things that were previously being driven unconsciously. Then you have choice. And hypnosis just really accelerates that. Absolutely, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's tapping into something that is already there in that respect. Uh, but in ways that talking therapy, it takes a long time to do. You know, stuff surfaces in talking therapies and you get access to the unconscious because you do it for ages and you start projecting and transferring to the therapist and they can work with that and all this stuff happens and it just quite, takes a long time. Whereas with hypnosis, you can, you, can, you can just go straight to it, you know. And in that respect, then the, the hypnotherapist is a facilitator for that, which goes back to the idea of the person not giving up control, right? Absolutely, you know, it's really at best you're a tour guide, you know. <laughs> That's lovely. I like that a lot. Um, a tour guide of the mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just, you know, and, and you know, and you're, you know, it's led by the client's needs and the client's permission. You know, one of the skills as a hypnotist is to stay in rapport with your client. And if you start steering them, or even using language which doesn't fit with their value system, they come out of relaxation. So it's really about meeting the client where they are, not taking them where you think they need to go. If you you just you can't start controlling people, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of in terms of thinking about um, the relationship between sort of the scripts and so on that are in the book, and uh, yeah. how how useful they are, and to what point they can be used, and then at what point actually it would be more useful to go and see a hypnotherapist? What, what do you think the spectrum is there? I mean, I think everybody should see a hypnotist every day, obviously, <laughs> I'm biased and that's my trade. Um, but no, I mean, I started a charity which is all called the Free Mind Project, which is all about teaching people to do this themselves. It's about teaching people self-hypnosis. So actually, I believe that you can do all of the work on yourself. But when it comes to analysis, um, it's great to work with someone that's kind of got the experience because you can save time, you know. I, I, you know, I spot so many patterns in my clients now where when I first started working, it would take me three sessions to work out what was going on now. Sometimes within five minutes, I've seen it so many times, I can spot the pattern, I can spot the belief system. If someone was doing that work on themselves, it might take them months. Yes. Yeah. So I believe that everybody can find their own solutions. Everyone can find their own answers from within. And there are lots of techniques that you can use yourself to do that. And at the same time, working with a hypnotherapist um, that has got a lot of experience, it means you can spot patterns so quickly that if you're working on something yourself, it might take you months, whereas a good hypnotist, hypnotist can, can, can in five minutes know where to go and get that solved for you really quickly. And if someone did decide they wanted to get that help and that acceleration, then what, what are the key things that you think people should look for in a hypnotist? Is there, is there a certain... Um, way of going about looking for someone? Yeah, I mean, there are there are all sorts of national registers, but I wouldn't use those. For me, only ever work with someone that know, has worked well with someone that you know. So by personal recommendation, you want to get a, maybe a short list of a few, unless one friend has said, you've got to go and see this person, they're amazing. But even though, you know, you call them up, and it's how they are on the phone. You want this also to be their full-time job. You want them to have been doing this for a number of years. When you speak to them, you, they should be eloquent, they should be good communicators, you should feel comfortable on the phone, their website should have testimonials, 
ideally with photos or at least videos. You know, these are real people that have got a proven track record. You don't want to just find someone out of the yellow pages, you know. That makes sense. And, and you mentioned earlier the idea of rapport. I mean, that's, that, that is the type of thing you can suss out on the phone in that first conversation, right? Do you feel like you're aligned with that person? I guess that's the key. If they don't make you feel really comfortable on that phone, <laughs> well, then they're not going to make you feel comfortable in a session, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and one of the things that we, um, we we talked about earlier, how it was a, quite a challenge to get um, a large, complex, potentially complex subject into such a small little volume, um, yes. a, a lot of work <laughs> on a certain person's behalf. Um, so one of the things that we didn't cover in as much depth within the book um, is, is is a passion of yours, which is how you, to combine music with hypnosis. Um, yeah. And I just thought it would be nice to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I yeah. Well, for years I'd use music in the kind of background with my clients, and um, uh, but then I just started to use music differently, where I would make the music. I would invite my clients to listen to the music, so they'd be in a highly suggestible, deeply hypnotized, relaxed state. And then I would say to them, I'm going to play a piece of music, and that piece of music is the sound of you getting resolution to this challenge. It might be a feeling in your body, a forgiveness in your heart. It could be a conversation you have with someone. Or it could be the soundtrack to a visualization that you just run with. And then I'd just play really beautiful, powerful music and be quiet. And afterwards, I'd talk to my clients, and they were having these profound breakthroughs that, that, were, that, were, that were more like their, their own resolutions using the music were more eloquent, were, were better designed, were more creative than the things I was crafting and ultimately leading. And so I began to get really obsessed. If someone sets an intention before listening to music, does the music become more powerful? And it, it does. And if you combine that with hypnosis, it gets even more powerful. And so I started exploring other formats for this. So I, I now, uh, and I know you've been, I run this uh, monthly um, love rave celebration, which is a sober, conscious, drug and alcohol free party. Um, for people to come together and we use hypnosis and we use intention setting before we play and so it's dance music people are dancing it looks like a nightclub but we've built in this principle so that each piece of music makes them more grateful to be alive or makes them more forgiving or so we we add all this meaning to the music and at the end of the night people are flying absolute flying it's such a fantastic atmosphere. I went along to one of um, one of the early ones at Tom's parties were called We Are One celebrations, and um, I brought my mum along, who was visiting from Ireland that weekend, um, and she was very nervous about going along to something about hypnosis that she didn't know about, and um, and I was saying it's lovely. It's not. It's it's not all these preconceptions that we've talked about. You know, it is really just about relaxing into this flow state. Um, and we went, and she just talked about it for months. <laughs> she, she she loved it so much, and the fact that it was people of all ages, and some people coming single in couples, and the, the whole thing. Um, it's such a fantastic way to bring that sense of intention through the music. And just to finish off, just a, as a, to widen things up a little bit, um, there's. Um, it's come to my attention just recently um, that there was actually someone on in a, in a venue that I really love in London called The Singing Hypnotist, a UK performer. Um, is that someone you're, you're familiar with at all in terms um, of the work? The, than... There's a lot of people now that are going more public about their use of hypnosis in their performances. Yes. 
And um, and for me, it's really exciting because I used to kind of prepare talks, and then I got into the habit of, say, delivering an hour and a half talk with no preparation other than getting into a hypnotic flow state beforehand. And in January this year, I ran a whole weekend without any preparation at all. And part of and I asked people at the end of the weekend how much preparation they feel I'd done and how well organized the course was and the course content and if they felt it was appropriate. And I've never had such high ratings for kind of people's feeling that it was incredibly well designed. And the truth was we you know, we ran a whole weekend from the moment I was working intuitively with musicians and the whole thing, all the structure landed at exactly the right time in the right way. And for me, when you can get out of the way and you increase the connection between your, your conscious and your unconscious and you can have faith that you're the right person at the right time in the right way and that you trust what needs to come through will come through, it's always better. It's always better. It's fantastic to hear that. So there's so many key words in, in what you're just saying there, the idea of um, getting out of your own way and faith and trust and, and essentially that's what that's what hypnosis is founded on and that's, that's what the book's... The, the, that essence comes across to me, I think, in, in your book. So, well, That's good. I mean, really, that's the essence of life. Absolutely. Right? And actually, one of my teachers taught me that hypnosis, and he wrote a book called The Tran Trances We Live, and, um, and he believed that actually we're in trance all the time. We're in um, work trance, we're in publisher trance, we're in daughter trance, we're in wife trance, we're in rebel trance or black sheep trance. We're in all of these um, conditioned ways of relating to reality. And meditation or hypnosis or mindfulness are, are the tools by which we come out of trance. They're the tools by which we come out of our conditioning and come into flow. And that, that's the key. That's the key. And, uh, and it's um, available to anyone, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's available right here. This it it, it is nothing to do. It's about trusting into your being, you know. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. It's really been lovely talking to you. Um, oh, I, I appreciate you taking the time to do it. As we mentioned earlier, um, what is hypnosis by Tom, who I've just been speaking to, um, is one in a series of books, all called What Is. Um, others among those are what is sound healing, what is a near-death experience, and coming soon will be um, what is numerology, what is post-traumatic growth, and what is mindfulness. And if you'd like to find out more about any of those, there's a website, which is www.whatisseries.com. Um, and there's also a, a podcast with Liz Cooper, the author of What is Sound Healing?, um, which is available to download from iTunes. So I hope you've enjoyed um, my chat with Tom. Thanks very much again to him and um, take care.